Welcome to the podcast of Shalom Live Stories. I'm Rob Caldor and I'm with Deb Meyer, Program Manager at Shalom. Hi Rob, I'm very excited by this special podcast featuring some fantastic storytellers from our sold out events of 2017. We had stand-up comedian, actor and musician Jared Jekyll talks about his wrestling with mental illness, spoken through Story Slam. So let's have a listen. That was the sound of my head against the wall. I was only eight years old. I did this to myself. When I was just seven, I tried to OD. I binged on this big bottle I kept buried under my bed filled with orange tablets. Yeah, vitamin C. I had hoped that this action would have rendered me deader than deader. But then the siren went off because the irony was that I had never felt better. The black dog it gates on you, corners you hard and fast. It doesn't discriminate, it doesn't care how high, how... You could be the height of a giraffe. It takes that giraffe by the neck and inverts it. Sends it pummeling 12 feet under into the core of the earth. It makes you feel like you were totally and utterly worthless. Like anything that you've ever achieved wasn't worth it. Takes all the special moments, discards it, turfs it. Front yard, garage sale. Inhale. Exhale. Derail. Impale. And most of all, it makes you think like you actually deserved it. I was a late 80s baby, graduated the class of O'Ridlin. It was almost like every parent, teacher, and doctor had agreed across the board that the entirety of Gen Y was some kind of tainted citizens. I mean, even if you were ever even slightly distracted, they put this proverbial plunger in your head and extracted any last bit of childhood hyperactiveness. Because God forbid a kid did whatever a kid did. They were hoping to make academia more attractive, but the thing was it just made us mutes, not brainier. Fast forward year 10, doing my school certificate, so let's be honest with ourselves, nothing too significant. The brick walls around me began to shudder and shake, variegated colors like a Mardi Gras earthquake. I was seeing colors that didn't exist yet, the color out of space. Picture a rainbow in the 70s that dropped too much acid and never quite recovered, taking a huge diuretic shit all over the place. Heard this teacher over my shoulder say pens down, but it came out so loud like pens down! <laughs> Didn't finish my paper, I was just glad it was over. The most terrifying part wasn't even the test. The most terrifying part was the fact that I was totally sober. This was the year that my brain cracked. You know, I find it interesting that the top scientists say that the human brain is the most complex thing in our universe, and it's so beautifully uh, self-referential and better because we use it to contemplate the most complex things in our universe. You know, I never felt more lost. You could have taken two huge white maps, strapped them back to back, and had a huge you are here scrolled on in bold, <laughs> italic, underlined, 100 font size, aerial black. And I still wouldn't have known where I was. That year I went through so many doctors, I felt like a medical whore. Looking back, I'm still so surprised I didn't spend overnight on suicide watcher in the medical ward. They had me doing ECGs, brain scans, cat scans, dog scans. They had me eating uppers, downers, lefters, riders. At one point, they thought I had epilepsy and they put you in the chair in this dark room, put a heart monitor on and stick a strobe light in your face to try and trigger you, but I knew this wouldn't be the case because I've been going to concerts and theme parks and discos since I was little. The strobe light was a good friend of mine. So mesmerizing. I could look at one and stay amazed for days. 
It was all kind of up in the air, but the overall prognosis was that I was experiencing signs of psychosis. I knew that I was Jewish, but this far exceeded the expectations of the Larry David and Woody Allen neuroses. This was so relentless and unfocused. It was the opposite of meditation, no gnosis. Time is a human construct, but for me it was complete mythology. A minute would take an hour, an hour would take a week. Sometimes I'd sit cross-legged on the cold kitchen tiles, looking up at the microwave oven clock, hoping to catch a peek at the digits as they rolled into the future. But they only seemed to budge when I turned my head, like an existential game of grandma's footsteps. <laughs> then I was met with derealization. Nothing felt real, for real. It was like living in a surreal film. Can you imagine that? Being here, being present, being awake, and you're genuinely disconnected from your body. And again, no drugs. These are our chemicals. It's, it's incredible. It's incredibly terrifying. And then I was met with the peace de la resistance, a harbinger of schizophrenia. Thank you so much. Depersonalization. A genuine feel that you are not connected to your person. Can you imagine that? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we all experience the world in first person. But I can genuinely say from the bottom of my heart, cross my heart, I was experiencing the world and tasting the world and seeing the world in third person. I was a fly on my own wall. Do you know how terrifying that is? This all lasted on and off for a year. And then again, on and off here and there for 10 years. Yeah, 10 whole years. And in 2012, it all came together in this neat little package. I went to this doctor, the best I could find. I was like, please, I just, I want to know what's going on. And I got diagnosed with bipolar. And it was like all these questions I asked was here in this one answer in black and white, one word, three syllables, bipolar. And it was so... It made me feel whole again, you know? It filled this void, this chasm, and you know, it was like a third of my life. I'm 29 now, a third of my life, and I'd run the gamut on cocktails of meds and drugs. It got to the point where I felt like I was stranded at this black market club med for thieves and thugs. But thank God, seriously, uh, for my incredibly beautiful family, my mom, my dad, and my sister, and all of the friends that stuck by me through all of those times, and of course, my gorgeous girlfriend, because <laughs> I can honestly say without them I wouldn't be here. They talked me down from a thousand ledges. So at 29, I finally feel found. That's profound poignancy. I finally feel afloat, not drowned. That's buoyancy. Thank you. So Deb, how do we find out about what's going on at Shalom? Very simply, best to head to the Shalom website, which is www.shalom.edu.au. All our events, our comedy events, our Sydney Writers Festival events, our Lingwood Oz events, entrepreneurs, professional women's forums, so many different events that we have running. So that's www.shalom.edu.au.